0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. So we've had one week of 2020. How's it going for you? I love a new year. If nothing else, it's an opportunity for a fresh start. It's an opportunity to make new goals and gather the energy to make them happen to give us some insight on how to actually kick it all off, I've invited life coach Danielle Colley from Your Good Life into the studio. Hello, Danielle. Hello, and happy new year to you. Thank you. What are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? Do you think they're a good idea or not? I think they're a great idea. Look,
1: any, it's an arbitrary thing, right, to, to do it at like the turn of the year, But any time that you're taking time to reassess, set some goals, work out what it is that you want, where you're going, then it's always like a really good thing. I think doing it at the beginning of a new year is always a really great time to do it. As long as you're not doing it at the expense of finishing off some stuff from last year, it's like, right, clean slate. Let's just (laughs) forget all those projects that I started last year. Let's just start again. You know, it's like closing some loops, opening some new ones, and it's a fantastic time of year to do it.
0: Most of us don't have a lot of time in our lives, particularly because we're parents. And so reflecting isn't something many of us do regularly. So, how do you work out what your goals are if, you know, your brain is ticking over 24 hours, but they're All the things that are in your brain are immediately what you need to do today or next week or who's looking after the kids. Survival. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Look, I think a really great way to do it is to give yourself a little bit of time. Sit down, work out what what do you want to do this year? What Where do you want to go? I think something that is really fantastic that I love to do is sitting down and doing something which is, um, I believe it's called like a double lens vision board, if you will, but you don't have to do a vision board. It's like a double lens kind of goal-setting thing for yourself. And that's where you take the various... Um, like some segments of your life, so whether it's your health, your career, your relationships, your your relationship with yourself, your spirituality, all that sort of stuff, and write down your values around that. What is important to you about your relationships? What is important to you about your health? What is important to you about your career or your family or that sort of thing? And when you assess what your values are, then you can think about, okay, so where do I need to step it up this year in order to make sure I'm really aligned with all of that stuff? So it might not be about setting these grand goals for yourself because you need all the time in the world to do it. It's about saying, okay, so my health is uh, important to me. What's important about my health is um, prioritising a little bit of self-care and stuff like that. Have I done that this year? No. Where can I improve on that this, like, coming year? Uh, So it's about not necessarily setting these massive goals but just checking in with values. Am I aligned? Am I on
0: track for the stuff that makes me feel good? I love that. But I also think... As you were saying that, I was my list was populating itself. I was like, okay, right, and then I'm like, oh shit, that's a lot. There's a lot of stuff there that I could um, would like to change, I, or I can see that I would come up with a lot of things I'd like to change. Um do we need to prioritize? I mean how do you not just get overwhelmed by changes that you want to make or overexcited is probably a better word. Well look
1: prioritize the stuff that is more pressing. So if you st- if you instead of doing like a massive to-do list, do a to-don't list. You know? Oh, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So so I don't want to feel as stressed out all the time as I did last year. I don't want to extend my boundaries beyond where I'm comfortable this year. I don't want to, you know, so have a look at the things and and set some new, like, boundaries for yourself within those values. So the to-do list can be really overwhelming, particularly if you're looking at everyone who's running marathons and they're climbing (laughs) mountains and they're, you know, eloping or, you know, whatever. We look at these people who are doing all these things and we're like, holy crap, I'm still here in the weeds trying to survive, How, you know, how do I, what what does a a new year's resolution look like for me? But I think a lot of people fall also into the trap of creating these really outcome based resolutions and they are like, I want to lose weight or I want to write a book or I want to whatever. So if we change the resolutions, like change the sort of the way we look at it into an action based resolution, so it's like, I want to exercise three times a week. I want to meal plan. I want to be (laughs) there. Yeah, right. I know. Who even
0: does that? Yeah, I know. I don't do it. I I feel I should meal plan is probably what would be in my head, which is definitely not a resolution.
1: Well, I meal plan at about three o'clock the afternoon (laughs) (laughs) of that day. It's like, oh, what have we got here? Yeah. But, you know, it's that kind of thing. So changing it from because when we have these outcome-based resolutions, it's very easy to get disillusioned on the 15th of January. Right, right, so like, right. I said I was going to do this on the first of January, and this like this was my big year. This is my time to do it. And the you know we don't see results fast enough. So whatever it is, like it, it's about the long game for any goal, realistically, unless it was like you know I'm going to cut my hair off or cut my own fringe. <laughs> um, you know, it, it it really does take. Like, time to see any results for, for a lot of goals. So, being able to have like these small, sort of outcome based ones that we're doing, um, action based ones that we're doing on the way, have little check ins because you're moving towards something bigger and you're, you know, giving yourself this time and space in order for it to happen.
0: One of the things you just mentioned before was um, when you're prioritizing your health, it might be a little bit more self care time. Do you think it's a good idea to incl- I love that I'm asking this question in my head. I've already answered it. Is it good to include goals that could be conceived as self-indulgent? Now, in my mind, I'm like regular massage, hello. But it could be um, having a night in watching Netflix on your own where you Boy. get to choose what you want to watch. Siobhan, I give you full permission <laughs>
1: <laughs> to have as, to as much self-care. Outlander. Yeah, have as much self-care as you want and own that remote. Look... Absolutely. So, you know, scheduling in self-care, we all know the stuff you put in your diary is the stuff that gets done. So, you know, Robin Sharma, who is the author of The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari and the 5am Club, he has two massages a week wow right and he is a super productive super busy guy um and that's something that he says is like non-negotiable for him it's his time you know amongst all of the other things he does he's pretty prolific in in you know his output and time that he puts into that so the point i'm making is that you know saying okay once a month i'm going to have a massage put that in your diary you know so whether it's the same time every month or the same weekend every month put it in your diary and say, oh, I can't, sorry guys, it's in my diary. I'm going to give myself that time. And it is, it's really important because we have a tendency to live quite reactively. So we're constantly like going to the next thing and like our days are filling up. And, you know, so when we don't have these, Put an alert in your phone, you know, a few days out. Oh, book that, make sure it's done. Or book six six months in advance, like book six massages or whatever. Or whatever it is. Book your uh, gym time, like your workout time or your walking time. Book it in your diary. The alert goes off. It's time for me to do this, you know. Uh, it's really easy for us to fall into the trap of just living really reactively and not prioritizing the things that we know are in the values that again make us feel better about ourselves and make us feel like we are actually making the changes that we want to make in our lives, that we made a vow about around New Year's. Something that's really interesting, I think, around that as well is the internal contracts. So when we say to ourselves, Uh, I'm going to do this this year, or I'm going to get up when my alarm goes off and go for a walk. Every time you break that, you're actually telling your unconscious mind that you're not really trustworthy. So if you do that all the time, when it comes time to doing something really big, you, ha- you struggle to complete it or you may struggle to um, find the energy or the motivation to do it because there's a little message in there in your unconscious mind that you don't really do what you say you're going to do because you're breaking your internal contracts. So start to be someone that you can trust. Show up for yourself. Put a little note in the diary
0: that you're going to be doing this thing and actually do it because it makes you feel good. And probably congratulating yourself for actually doing it is – is important too, right? Because sure. I think I swim every week and I don't always enjoy swimming. I love the ocean, but there are times that I'm doing the laps going, "Oh my god, how am I ever going to make it to 20 laps? Or oh, this is so boring. I can't believe oh, you're swimming so slow." And then I stop and I'm like, "You you're here." Yeah. "You're doing it." That is, you know, tick for Getting that far, we don't congratulate ourselves enough for doing it in the first place. Absolutely,
1: and I think it's those days. Those days is where, you know, it's the the biggest um, hallelujah of all because you pushed through. You know, so those days, the challenges, the times that you didn't feel like doing something, that's actually where you're really creating the neurology of 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 change and of mastery because. Uh, it takes 66 days to form a habit, right? So if you want something to be like cleaning your teeth, like you just do it every day, you don't think about it. So if you sort of commit to doing whatever it is, 66 days in a row or 66 weekdays and you have the weekends off, if you commit to that, then over time that neurology really gets put in there so that you do go when you don't feel like it and you do get the rewards when you don't feel like it, you do push through and you can congratulate yourself with a pizza or <laughs> or, or Messina or whatever it is, you know, mm. but you can, uh, there's nothing like that smug feeling of knowing you just completed something, even though it wasn't awesome. Like the days that it's easy is easy.
0: Mm, that's right. So
1: yeah, I love that you do that. And I see you in winter, man, like you are <laughs> You are seriously
0: impressive. Because That's the only reason why I post it on Instagram is so that people think I'm Snug. seriously impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Smug so, as. I have had a headache from swimming in icy cold water, but I'm going <laughs> to post the shit out of that.
1: Well, it worked. I was like, I definitely <laughs> felt a little intimidated by your swimming prowess.
0: <laughs> you didn't see me in the water. Uh, any thoughts about changing our attitude for the new year? So it could be that... In 2019, we didn't feel very confident, attractive, or maybe um, when you have small children, you can start to feel that you're being really negative because everything's so hard. Mm. Have you got any tips on changing our psychology? Yeah, absolutely. So if if you think about when you're having a meal
1: with your partner and you're maybe premenstrual or irritated or whatever, and all you can hear is them chewing. (laughs) <laughs> right? and and the chewing is so loud and it's all pervasive and suddenly the chewing is as loud as a jackhammer inside your head and you're like, "Will you just stop chewing or stop breathing or whatever it is that they're doing, right? What you focus on is what you see. So most of the time they're chewing just perfectly normally uh, and your focus becomes laser-like on this thing that is giving you the irritants. So it's the same with you know, the parts of yourself that you aren't enjoying, parts of your life that you aren't enjoying, the more you focus on it, that is what you are going to see. You are going to enhance that. It's going to turn into this big, hairy, like dribbly tooth monster. So focus on what's going well. Focus on the parts of yourself that you are really enjoying. Focus on the parts of you that are strong. Focus on um, the things that you're doing that's working really well. Do more of that. Be mindful about the things that aren't working so well and what can I do to change it? Because if you're really down on your appearance and it's stuff that you can't change, well, then it's, you know, how do we learn to love what we've got, what we're working with here? So, you know, it is the self-care. It is getting enough sleep. It is absolutely focusing on what you do love about yourself, focusing on your internal rather than your external, all that sort of stuff. Um, but it, there's also, you know, the stuff that is really not working for you, do what you can to change it. Mm. You know, take take control, be empowered and do what you can to change it.
0: It's, like, it's like that old,
1: what is the saying? Like to have the, something to change the bits that you can and the oh. knowledge to know the bits that you can't, something like that.
0: Yes. Yeah, desiderata,
1: I believe. It's like... <laughs> Yeah. Actually, it's I totally think hallmark. it might be the
0: Bible. Ah,
1: oh, oh. yeah, that's me. God totally. grant me
0: the courage to. Yeah, that, that one. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the Bible, though. Such a strong interview and with this really <laughs> wishy quote. Wishy washy. Anyway, we'll change the somewhere. shit that you can and don't worry about the stuff that you can't. I like it. Yeah. I think that one should okay. be on a hallmark. Hallmark, card. yeah. I'll give it a call. Daniel Colley. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you so much. That's Danielle Colley from Your Good Life, and we'll put links to her website in the notes of this episode.
1: Yeah, can I give a little giveaway as well? Of course
0: you can. Yeah, so
1: if anyone wants to go to uh, yourgoodlife.com.au your forward slash podcast, I'm giving away my Easy AF Ways to High Five Life ebook uh, to anyone who wants it. So uh, come along. There's some love really it. practical tips on how you can high-five, elevate, and have, you know, have a bit more happiness, clarity, and joy
0: every day. And I love the name. <laughs> Easy AF, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at parentbrand.com.au. See you next time.